Hi everyone, I'm Jill Geisler from the Pointer Institute. Our subject today, what great bosses know about public speaking. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm actually reading word for word the text that I've written in my column on Pointer.org about this subject. The idea is for you to read along or listen to see if what I'm teaching is demonstrated in the way I'm delivering this. So here we go. Number one, command comes from comfort. Sitting or standing ramrod straight with your movements constricted makes you look tense and timid. Next time you're having a good conversation with a friend, stop and look at your posture. You're relaxed. Your movements are unstudied. Your gestures are spontaneous. You make eye contact while making important points and break eye contact easily and naturally mid-conversation. If you have an itch on your nose, you scratch it without hesitation. Great public speakers replicate that comfort. They treat the audience as a friend. We're here together. All's well. Number two, deliver thoughts, not just words. Speakers appear awkward when they seem to be just trying to get the words out in the order they were written, rather than grouping them into coherent phrases or thoughts. Ask yourself, what's this speech, presentation, or conversation really about? What's the overarching theme? What thoughts do you want to emphasize and which of the many words you have before you really express that message best? If you're working from a written document, don't just underline words you want to emphasize, underline phrases. Number three, pace, don't race. The object of your talk is not to get through it fast and error-free. The object is to connect with the listener on every important point you wish to make. Some thoughts are best delivered briskly others slowly. When you begin delivering thoughts instead of words, you recognize that varying the tempo comes naturally. To practice this, select a favorite book, then get the book on tape version, and read along to hear how a gifted speaker varies the pacing. Number four, pause for a cause. Now pauses are very powerful. They lead the audience to pay closer attention to what will come next. Nervous public speakers often think of pauses as deadly, evidence that they're out of control, ideas, or energy. But properly placed pauses are wonderful. Think of the late radio broadcaster Paul Harvey. He would pause before the most important words in each sentence, causing listeners to hang on to those words. Don't fear pauses. Use them wisely. Number five, volume is not emphasis. Amateur speakers often default to raising their voices when they want to emphasize a point. But there are many more tools you can use for emphasis. The pause, lowering your voice, drawing out a word or a thought, repetition, repetition, and sometimes raised volume. Know why you are using each tool. And finally, know how you will finish. Now, this is a secret I teach to reporters who want to be better at live on-the-scene reporting. I tell them to think about how they want to end their reports. You'll have more confidence, like a runner who can see the finish line, if you plan and have a plan for how you'll wrap up. It will keep you from flailing, repeating yourself, or saying, well, that's it. Instead, your presentation will finish with impact. And let me add one last thing. You know, I made a little mistake when I was recording that last point. You may have heard me, but I kept on going because recovery is everything. You just pick yourself up and move right on with confidence. 
I'm Jill Geisler. I'm the faculty of the Pointer Institute.